Hello and welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast on the 17th Shard. I am your host, Carrie. I'm Ian. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben, aka Overlord Jeebus. And he's coming on for the first time, you guys. Welcome, Woo! Ben. Yay! We recently Woo. spiked him. Yay! <laughs> Oh, thank you very much for having me on. I'd just like to say it's pronounced nail, not nale. Thanks. That's true. It is. It, it, it actually <laughs> it is. For, it is. Hashtag yeah. team nail. Yeah. Hashtag nah. team nail. I, I'm going to stick with nale. Nah. Well, as long as, I mean, as long as you're okay with being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't care. Brandon doesn't say things correctly, so I'm fine. Yeah, like Adium. Oh, no, I mean, he says well, Adium correctly. He says Elintris wrong. He has like explicitly said that Serene's name is supposed to be Serene, but he likes Serene better, so he broke his own <laughs> pronunciation rules. Yeah, so... yeah. I mean, none yeah. of the Aeonic pronunciations make any sense, so that, that's fine. It, with it me. was his first published book. It's fine. He uh, was yeah. being clever with linguistics, and in Stormlight, it's better <laughs> with linguistics. So, so you guys, Oathbringer is out. In fact, it is very much out, as in it is yeah. the number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, yeah. Woo! That's very exciting. Uh, yeah. And it's like number six in the British charts. Nice. 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 Mm. It's like mean... people like Brandon Sanderson or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Which is good, because it's, as we said last, uh, a while ago, it's awesome. Short, yeah. short story. And everyone's yeah, yeah. favorite chapter is exactly the one I expected it to be. The Dalinar <laughs> one. Yeah. If, if it's not your favorite chapter, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, Alex's was Renarin POVs, but... It also, yeah. like, yeah. mine wasn't that one. Well, you know what, man? <laughs> That's totally fine, because there's so much awesome to go around. Yeah. But we're, we're not talking about the Dalinar episode. Uh, episode good lord we're not talking about the dalinar <laughs> chapter this episode we could we probably make a dalinar one we, oh, we could make an entire episode we, we probably will um but for now we're going to be talking about the unmade yes. bum, bum, bum. and the part four epigraphs i'm excited yeah freaky eldritch monstrosities what's yeah, not to did, love did you expect that we'd just get third so many unmade in this book i didn't no. on top of everything else at that yeah yeah just like we got how many on screen i think five of the nine five. were just straight up on screen yeah yeah mm -hmm. i was not expecting that much <laughs> no. it's like do you know do you know what book three needs how about we just have five of the unmade that are mentioned <laughs> in like death rattles and like twice otherwise mm. cool let's just do that in this book I was but, very happy whilst going through the book and looking at the epigraphs, and in part two, the Mythica gets mentioned, and then you look over the first page of part three, and it's a quote from Mythica, and I was like, yes. Yeah, but it, if you actually, like, uh, Stormlight books are plotted as a trilogy, and it, like, it works, with, especially with this book, because, like, with each of those individual books, like, the climax deals with it unmade, and it's so good. Oh yeah, I somehow did not notice that. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about the structure of the book. That's why it it couldn't be split because you get that whole arc and you get the whole down arc. But it is yeah. about like these three parts of Unmade with like the Erythru, with Rishafir, uh, 
the pronunciation is going to be really fun on this one, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coldenar and Ashrikmarn. And then Thalen City and Nogar. Yeah, that. The thrill. And then Siana and yeah. Yelignar are yeah. thrown in there, too. Yeah, so for can- fun. So while while we're dealing with the pronunciation as well, can we just talk for a quick second about how Brandon has done a really linguistically neat thing here in that by making the unmade's names not really follow any of the naming conventions we've seen on Roshar so far, it adds to that feeling of unnaturalness about them. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it does. I mean, the moment we... The moment we learn a few of those back in, you know, the death rattles, like they are so very Lovecraftian inspired, that kind of alien otherworldliness. And I picked up on it yeah. straight away, and I'm so happy that they are just as alien and Lovecraftian as they uh, appear to be. Oh, yeah. Midnight Mother was f- like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is going way back to like before Words of Radiance, but like a lot of like. Probably all of the unmade, but we haven't figured out it it out for all of them. The unmade's names are actually like modifications on like real world entities. Like Nergal is Nurgle. Um, oh, okay. Moloch is Moloch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, I can't remember a lot of the other ones, but it was like seeing how like this all goes. It's just like. The inspiration Brandon takes from the real world, it makes it feel that much more real. Because it's like, yeah. we're like familiar with these names. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, that's a creepy thing. This sounds like that creepy thing. This must be a creepy thing. Yeah. I think it's so weird how, like, they're not all hyphenated, but most of them are hyphenated. And mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Like, I don't think any of them are hyphenated in the same way as well. You know, we've got like Bar Adamistram, and then we've also got Diaganathis, who have both got very different types of well, hyphenation. Most just have one hyphen. Bar Adamistram's mm. unique in that it it's it has three pieces to it. Yeah. Uh. So I I had a shower thought the other day that maybe <laughs> like Bar Adamistram was three things creepily converge together or something and that's why things are hyphenated i don't i don't know but i feel like the hyphenation is significant in some way i don't know what way that actually is though yeah yeah i don't know how sold i am on that it's it is and it's a thought and a lot of you know that's the thing is like theories and such like that don't just emerge fully thought out and cited no. and all of that no. they oh, start no, no. out as you standing in front of your fit fridge getting some leftover spaghetti and going huh <laughs> that hyphenation's got to be important in some way because like they're they're called the unmade and it's not just a cool name for a thing that has to matter somehow i yeah. think yeah mm-hmm. they they are twisted beings and it would be yeah. really interesting to see what they were twisted from they yeah. were made and then they were unmade yeah. like, my crack theory is that like they were originally the darn shards and odium twisted them somehow oh, I, don't, I don't know uh, how sold i am i don't like that. i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> like I, I said, like it's a crack theory that, like, I like it, but, like, I don't know if it's true. Uh, I don't know. I, 
I know uh, in Oathbringer it says they're Spren, but I like the idea that maybe some did not start as Spren. That some could be some sort of singers that are just like, maybe before the Fused came into being, that is just like some really warped thing, and Odium's like, well, I mean, I have a, that I wasn't have a quite what I was this. going for, but... Eh. That we'll get to when we talk about the Unmade later on in the podcast. Well, I mean... We're, we're, yes, that's, that's true. That's true. We will be talking about that. And keep in mind also, like, they're described as Spren, but they're described by people who don't really know how to describe them. Yeah. Yes. Like, through, if you were a native Rosharan and you were, you know, learning about the Unmade, it's pretty normal to come to the conclusion that these are some kind of Spren or Spren-like being just because that's your worldview. That's the lens you're looking at all this yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Brandon has actually commented on that. Like, Spren is very much like Rosharan's. Like, it's a piece of investiture that is it, that is alive. Like, that's it's what very Rosharan's vague. view it as. And it's like so. Like, Rosharans would probably call a shard a Spren. Probably would have called a denalzium a Spren. Probably yeah. would call Seons Spren. Oh, yeah, yeah. For oh, absolutely, sure. for sure. It'd be kind of like the real world equivalent of like ghosts. Where it's like, we have all these different words for things, but then we mostly just call them ghosts, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Mythica. Yes. Oh, we get quotes from part four on the unmade in Mythica, which is, a, I think, a modern day person, because he mentions Yasna. So, yes. Hesse's modern. She? she? she. Oh, I wasn't paying she. attention. Well, it's, oh, okay. it's somebody right, yeah, writing I mean, a yeah, book. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Well... That's true. <laughs> Real world bias, Eric. Sorry, <laughs> we don't have a gender neutral pronoun in in English, man. Yeah, we do. It's, it's called they. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I I do use it, but yeah. Anyway, so we ha- we have this scholar, this person, writing about the unmade. So from page three of Mythica. My research into the unmade has convinced me that these things were not simply spirits of the void or nine shadows who moved in the night. They were each a specific kind of spren endowed with vast powers. And from page four, I have done my best to separate fact from fiction, but the two blend like mixing paint when the void bringers are involved. Each of the unmade has a dozen names, and the powers ascribed to them range from the fanciful to the terrifying. And they are terrifying. <laughs> yes. Do we want to continue? I'll, I could read page seven. Okay. I should point out that although many personalities and motives are ascribed to them, uh, I'm convinced that the unmade were still spren. As such, they were uh, as much manifestations of concepts or divine forces as they were individuals. So that that kind of... Get yeah, that. they're they're pretty sure they're spren, but I don't know. I'm not convinced. Who knows? It does make it sound like they they really do believe that that uh, they are basically just spren, as equivalent to all other spren. Sure. Or at least Hesse does. Yeah, and I mean, 
I don't know. Like this, this, this was written before the true desolation. Like they don't really have any extra knowledge than digging through old tales. So who knows what actually happened as we knew with the recreants and the desolations, there are mysteries upon mysteries. So. And the book does do a good job though, especially in Oathbringer of showing us like different tiers of spread, so to speak. Right. Like, yeah. You have all of these Windspren showing up and these Honor Spren watching Bridge 4, and there's obviously, like, a big boss Spren with them. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember yeah. her name. It's got it written down somewhere. Yeah, the true Spren and the sub-Spren are the Oh, yeah, we got that one as well. Um, yeah. The Stormfather uses. Yep. But, like, these are... The Unmade would be a, like, step above even true Spren. Yes. Like, these are, like, not necessarily on the same tier as the Stormfather, but... Like, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I'd put them at, like, Herald level. Yeah. If, you know. I mean, they've existed for <laughs> more than 4,500 years, and, like, yeah. Uh... Yeah. I was gonna say, it's, uh, Fenderana was the leader among the Honor Spren that That's we're watching right. Bridge for. Did we want to do that last quote about all of the unmade? From page 12, the most important point I wish to make is that the unmade are still among us. I realize this will be contentious, as much of the law surrounding them is intertwined with theology. However, it is clear to me that some of their effects are common in the world, and we simply simply treat them as we would the manifestations of other spren. She is right on the money with that. Well, I mean, by part four, (laughs) that gets very obvious, but it's nice to... Like if you're if you haven't been paying attention, then oh, these epigraphs are like, what are these? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. So it's actually important exposition that we can put here. But like this yeah. is something that Shalon points out at the end of part one. Yes, which is like, um, uh, what's the what's the word she uses? Like it, like they'd be considered normal to us. Like, yes. Yeah, which is. Which is creepy that they've just been around <laughs> the whole time. Nothing could possibly go wrong with that at all. Like, the ones well, that aren't and... trapped are just hanging around with everyone else. Yeah, and I mean, and we see that later on in the book when we realize what some of the Unmade are doing. It's like, oh, this was referenced in the first chapter of The Way of Kings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like,. Yeah, the thrill, the thrill especially, and the the death rattles. Those have been so pervasive through everything. The other ones, yeah. less so. But I imagine as we see more, yeah, I'm sure it's there. But it makes sense because like the death rattles and the thrill, like both of those spread are sentient, but they're not sapient. Like you can't have a conversation with them, like. <laughs> <laughs> well you could it, it would just be a very one-sided conversation yeah yeah so like it makes sense that like they've just been wandering like not really doing much like as far as like odium is concerned they're not really like doing some like dastardly plan they're just chilling basically yeah Roshar, doing their thing <laughs> And so then uh, Mythica just goes in and talks about each unmade. Yeah. Which one are we doing first, uh, then? Yelignar. Yep. I I, I mean, the next one is just Yelignar. 
Yep. So from page 26 of Mythica, Taxol mentions Yelignar named Blightwind in an oft-cited quote, though Yasna Kulin has famously called its accuracy into question. Though Yasna Kulin has famously called its accuracy into question, I believe it. But by the way, it's actually supposed to be Traxel, not Taxel. That's actually a typo. <laughs> okay. Oops. Yeah, because the Way of Kings one, it, it, that's referencing one of Yasna's notes in Way of Kings, and it's actually Traxel. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and from page 27 of Mythica, Yelignar had great powers, perhaps the powers of all surges compounded into in one. He could transform any Voidbringer into an incredibly dangerous enemy. Curiously, three legends I found mentioned swallowing a gemstone to engage this process. Which, yep, Which we that, see that directly. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that, yeah. that is what happens. And uh, hey, Amaram does do that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, Isudin does it too. Yeah, and I guess they have all the surges in one. That's terrifying. And also very yes. unique considering like it seems like getting only two surges at once is kind of important generally. So it's yeah. pretty mm-hmm. crazy actually. It's It's very strange how we have an unmade linked to the surges as well. And so, you know, the surges are very much of honor, or, well, they're not all of honor, but the way that they're accessed on Roshar is of honor. So it's strange that mm-hmm. Odium has a way of, or rather one of Odium's unmade has a way of accessing all of those surges. Well, uh, the surges are more fundamental than shards, I would say, because yes. the fused use surges, and apparently when the humans came to Roshar, they, yeah. you know, they, the sp- the singers called them surges. So yeah, even true. though it yeah. probably wasn't surge binding in the formal sense, it was like this voidy thing because they were a Vodium, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's more fundamental. Yes. I do I do like the very clever turn of phrase here with he could transform any void bringer into ah. an extremely dangerous enemy. Yeah. Ah, yeah. but we never see him do that with a uh with a singer. singer. No. No. Oh, that Oh, that's really good cuz yeah. this is really early in part 4 actually and you would have literally seen Ace Dunn do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, you would have just you would have just <laughs> seen it that happen with a human and then it says mentioned void binders and it's like, "Hmm." Mm. That's cool. Like I wonder like would a singer have to like swallow a gemstone or would they just use their own gem heart? I think that is answered with the fused. Yes. Yeah. Because the fused would be, you know, just kind of a, this cognitive entity. Oh, you just take a common and singer then... and just slap the yeah. Lignar in there, maybe. But I wonder and why like... he picks humans to do it instead of singers, then. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's the other good, thing... These are good questions. <laughs> right well, if, if the unmade are of Odium, and Odium was the god of the original humans to come into Roshar, it makes sense that Yelignar would be turning the humans into yeah. dangerous enemies to fight the native people of the land that they're essentially invading. That that if, also if the, indicates. Well, I don't think the original invasion was violent necessarily. Well, no, but I'm talking about when it became violent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You think the unmade were about even during that very first desolation? I, I guess I, that, that's what I was just gonna say. Mm. That's like, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, humans did. 
apparently you can just swallow a gemstone and <laughs> get Yelignar's power. So I, I do think that that does refer to really old Voidbringers. So I, the it, unmade could be very, very, very old. It True. could Though, like, be too that like the whole process of the unmade being unmade is part of what triggered the desolations in the first place. Maybe. True. You know, pretty bad. you you create the thrill and then you stick it in a bunch of humans and boom, they're shoving out of Shinovar trying to fight everything. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that is that's mm. a very easy way for it's just like Odium saying, well, you know, I'm not doing it. It's just these nine things. Yeah. Doing this. <laughs> Don't worry, honor and cultivation. I'm definitely not directly screwing you over here. It's it's yeah. just these nine things that I directly made, but you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. One we thing also that, know yeah. that um there were humans fighting alongside the singers during yeah. all of the desolations. So all the desolations, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. You, you yeah. could just give Yelignar to one of the random humans in the Voidbringer yeah. army. Yeah. Voidbringer is a very think, vague term. Yeah. Do we think? Um, Yelignar can only do this with one person at a time, or could you have, like, an army I of... I do. I think that Yelignar is one of these individual unmade. You know, we get the... the we've kind of got these two classifications from the Mythica of uh, force and individuals. And um, I think he's an individual because I think he is actually the shadowy spren that we see hanging out with Odium at that last bot battle. He's the he's mentioned that he's with a shadowy spin quite a few times from Venley, and then after he possesses yeah. Amaram, he never no one ever mentions this shadowy spin again. I which makes I, I me think, think it's an yeah. individual thing that it's like here's this powerful weapon, you get all the surges, but only one person in your army gets it. Yeah, I think makes sense. Whereas like the thr like these the thrill that are more like widespread you can affect more things but less specifically maybe that's like but also yeah. even with the thrill it can only be in one place at a time yeah mm. yeah it's still in like a general area it doesn't like go everywhere it they're, would be they're curious very powerful spread. it would be curious to know how wide the area is because from the sounds of it it was over all of a lethkar for like hundreds maybe thousands of years and so it'd well, be interesting to know like he's very focused at the end at thalen city but Apparently, it was just an Aleth an Alethi thing that he's just in Alethi well, the... all this time. It might vary. Like, they might be able to yeah. spread themselves out thinner for a wider AoE and then concentrate yeah. for a more powerful effect. Because you don't true. always see it as extreme as it was in some of the Dalinar flashbars. That is certainly yes. true. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. a lot more general. Also, it's possible that the Alethi, like, if they know the thrill's there, sometimes some people might attribute something to the thrill that it actually wasn't, because it is True. a localized thing, and you wouldn't mm -hmm. really know, because you don't really know the mechanics of why this is happening, and sometimes yeah. it's just like, no, I'm a crazy person, I'm killing people. And other times it <laughs> could the, be the thrill, right? Yeah. It's the placebo effect. Right, yeah. exactly. Or like, like berserks, like, that's like a thing that happened in our world, like, yeah. makes well, sense. Well, they just get work themselves up into a rage and yeah, yeah and and like maybe yeah oh the thrills at uh colonar and then he's on the this battlefield and this battlefield and it and you you wouldn't know that you would it, yeah and so it'd be kind of random and it is kind of random when you read when people feel the thrill and when they don't really yeah uh so, so sometimes people feel it feel it sometimes people don't but it, yeah. it could be that uh, 
it could spread itself out a lot further and just be very general. Kind of, kind of like yeah. uh, how Ruin actually does things in like a super general sense over a wide yes. area, but probably yeah. like not as not as extreme. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that that could be like the similar idea. Yeah. yeah. So we have one more quote from uh, oh. Mythica about Yelignar. Oh yeah. Um, from page fifty-three. Um, Yelignar is said to consume souls but I can't find a specific explanation. I'm uncertain this lore is correct. Rip, Asadon. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure dead. it's correct or very close to it. She's yeah. pretty toast, I think. Yeah. I did not but think like, we'll see her again. We definitely see this with um, Amaram. Like, the gemstone in his chest was growing and yes. he was, like, transforming. Yeah. Well, so his, like, his, his chest caving in and, you know, he's replacing his organs and, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, this might be, yeah. like, the price for bonding Yelignar. Like, yes, he could grant you this phenomenal power, but it's going yeah. to consume your soul. Yes. Much like Nightblood can do a whole uh. awful lot, but if you are not feeding with him with Investiture, like, he's going to eat your soul. Yeah. It does kind of... Go along with the kind of the whole theme of the way the magics work in the Cosmere of all, all pretty much all extra power given to humans comes at a cost of some way, whether it's you know bad experiences in their life, or, you know that kind of thing. It's it all comes at a cost. But yeah, a Sweden's yeah. just to- definitely toast. Super super toast, which is a shame yeah. because she's pretty she's pretty awesome. Yeah. She was she was interesting. Much, she was the wackadoodle. Like I know yeah. it's great. Great. Amazing character. Lover. Just like Moash. Great. <laughs> Great characters, guys. Um, so One one last thing about uh, Yelignar transforming people. Don't you find it odd that he transforms them into something that looks very much like a singer with the carapace and the kind of, you know, not human. He doesn't make them all squishy. He makes them all See? See? Singery. What if Yelignar yeah. was a singer at one point? Exactly. Oh, whoa. Yeah, wouldn't that make or, sense? And it's just like, really weird, the... really corrupted. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. have to be the case. <laughs> no, I it could. I, it could I'm be a not even sure from the time when the singers were the majority of the population. Yeah, like because we, those yeah. would look like singers, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because the the more people thinking on Roshar would think they would see it as singers yeah. rather than. Well, Sel explicitly says like this when she says that Spren used to have the four genders and. We kind of generally assume that means that the spirit used to embody the kind of the singer way of looking at the world instead of the human way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like cognitive uh, impressions are important. Yes, <laughs> they're There's very also important. The fact that, like, Roshar is very crustacean based, so Gelignar <laughs> could just be like drawing on that. Like, yeah, be. and also just something that number one is more suited to the environment that you're going to be fighting in. And number two, like, hey, carapace, armor, you're basically growing armor for whoever you're empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Janat? Yeah. Which is apparently how you you say it, not Janat. How but, Brandon says it. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but... Janat, like, just... I... It's, yeah, I like it's gonna take up. some. It's gonna take some practice. Uh, we'll probably have a full podcast on this one, but let, let's talk about it. So, yeah. of the so, unmade, Janat was most page eighty nine. Page eighty nine, of the unmade, Janat was most feared by the radiance. 
They spoke extensively of her ability to corrupt Spren, though only lesser Spren, whatever that means. I like how the author here is just like, I, I have no idea what know. that means. Lesser <laughs> well, Spren. Mean, the Radiants haven't come back yet. They don't really know what that means. So, uh, yeah, like, as far as Hesse's concerned, Spren or Spren. Yeah. Like, he hasn't gone to, uh, she hasn't gone to Shadesmar. No. Uh, and Janat uh, hadn't been able to enlighten, that's what she says, Oathgate yeah. Spren before, but in Kulinar, uh she is. Uh, so Which is curious. Power. Yeah, but, mm. but I, I think we, we kind of talked last week how it's pretty clear that Janat probably, uh, corrupted radiant spread before i would not agree like well there was that one there was that one emerald that said i foresaw this that was a truth watcher yeah yes and like that's just like renarin like it's totally possible that that was the yes but like that wasn't a normal thing like no no i'm not saying is that somebody saying i had a vision of this and somebody being like i told y'all this would happen i knew it was going to happen like because truth watchers if you're paying attention to what's going on, you're probably going to be able to connect the dots and figure out X, Y, Z is probably going to happen. Well, the the yeah. quote there was that 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 truth watcher was very scared to even mention it because uh, the, mm-hmm. they couldn't, they did not want to even talk about it, so they put it in a tiny emerald in the same drawer where the entire strike force things were in drawer 30 dash 20 uh they just hit it there in a tiny emerald but like also keep in mind like that's the end of the radiance like and after that point there were no more like people bonding like that's true you you wouldn't have many people able to corrupt radiance friend until like the very very end if that okay Okay. that's that's it was not a normal thing if you don't that's think that Sianot can corrupt Radiant Spren, what do you think is happening with uh, Gliss and Renarin? Oh, well, no, that's a absolutely, new thing. Like, she can okay. do it now. She just okay. couldn't do it then. That's fair yeah. enough. Also, was she present on the Shattered Plains? Because she was corrupt- if she corrupted Gliss, and that's when Renarin bonded Gliss. Or... I mean, Renarin lived for a long time in Kulinar. I mean, Spren watched mm-hmm. their... Uh, person they're bonding with for a long time very true i I, I don't know like how close they need to be in the physical for her to touch those spren i don't know Mm. and it's entirely possible that like gliss was the one that was bonded to like the truth watcher thousands of years ago Mm. that foresaw this so like he's still the first one Ah, could be the same spread that would that would actually be super crazy whoa (laughs) that'd be super crazy oh and there's there's only one more about Janot, but there's so much to say because we see her <laughs> in the text, but only two in uh, Mythica. Lore, uh, page ninety. Lore suggested leaving a city if the spren there started acting start acting strangely. Curiously, Janot was often regarded as an individual when others like Moloch or Ashurtmarn were seen as forces. And we certainly do see uh, her mm. be be an individual for yeah, sure. Confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> have a conversation with her. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, are they saying 
and this quote, I've always wondered about this. Are they saying yeah. just abandon the city forever or just like temporarily abandon the city until Janat moves away? Because abandoning a city seems very extreme. It seems very extreme because if you think about it, corrupted Spren, just having the Spren doing something a little bit different, that's not a itself a big risk. Like what's the risk of having, you know, your pain Spren looking a bit creepy instead of looking like normal hands? It doesn't sound like a big risk, no. but apparently it's very fearsome that like something's very wrong. Janat Because it's it's a sign of like yes, Janat is there. Like what other unmade are there? Ah, uh, like yes. she's kind of a But then kind of oh, I was going to say what would be the point in her presence, but her, the point of her presence would be her corrupted Spren on the on, you know, the Shadesmar side of things. They would be, you know, defending the Shadesmar side of things from the normal Spren. So it, would, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. She's almost the 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 force on the Shadesmar side of things that, you Whoa. know, protects the other unmade, maybe. Maybe? Yeah, what what do desolations <laughs> look like in Shadesmar? Like, that's, <laughs> that's great. Whoa. I imagine we'll see more. I yeah, hope. But like, that sounds I, awesome. I see this as, like, the corrupted Spren are, like, acting as a canary in a coal mine. Basically. Yes. It's like it's the thing like, hey, we can tell when that is happening. That means something else we don't want to deal with is going to happen, so we should get out of here. Yeah. I sure it, in don't... itself is not a, a an issue, but it's indicative of things that could be an issue. Yeah. I certainly don't think that they would abandon the cities forever because there's the Dawn Dawn cities <laughs> happen. They've always been around. Like, yeah. you're not just going to leave the city forever, especially when shard no. blades are so rare. You can't just, like, rebuild a city. That's really hard for the, yeah, like, the old Yeah, like, I don't think it's forever. It's just, like, while they're corrupted spread, you don't go there. Don't, and when don't there's go normal there. spread, you go back. Go yeah. go to Urethru when uh, yeah. <laughs> you see weird spread in your city with an oath gate. Just get the crap out of there. <laughs> That's, that's also, like, they could be potentially worried about her being able to corrupt the Oathgate's friend. Like, even though she hasn't been able to do it until now, there's yeah. probably a Radiant or Ten who thought, you know what? She might eventually be able to do this. Let's put yeah, some precautionary procedures yeah, in place. And, and corrupt the Radiant's friend. We don't really want to go near there, so we're going to take this very seriously mm-hmm. because spread are kind of important to us. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, sure, it's never happened before. There's a first time for everything. As yeah. we see in this book, first senior <laughs> search binder. Yeah. Well, well also, they when we get to Ba'edemishram, which I'm very excited about, like, <laughs> Ba'edemishram did something new that the Radiants were completely surprised by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a couple so, of... I mean, we could spend a long time on Siahanat, so I don't know how yeah, much more we, I can we, say, because I've got loads written yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get you back on for the Siahanat episode. <laughs> that oh, that, that's going to be a popular podcast, because you know, you know Feather's going to be one. Uh, Alex definitely wants to be on that. It's like, there's Renarin? Oh, <laughs> she, she, I, I, I think she will... Fight to the rage. death between yeah, Jeebus basically, and Alex. Basically, basically <laughs> pretty much. We've only argued a few times. That is nothing you're on about. No, they're fine. We argue because we love each other and we are passionate. Exactly. That's why we're very on the passionate. podcast. We're very passionate about <laughs> pronunciation and many other things. So, moving on to Nera, Naragul, Naragal, Nergal, Nergal. The thrill. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't have to read this one. I did the last one. All right. So from page 121, Nergal was known for driving forces into a battle rage, lending them great ferocity. Curiously, he did this to both sides of a conflict, Voidbringer and human. This seems common of the less self-aware spread. The thrill. (laughs) Yeah. So so they're just running around blasting a random AoE. They're not selecting their targets, usually. Mm. No. It does just look like it's... I wonder how it picks where it goes. If it's just a non-self-aware spren, does it it go where fighting It could just be like like a flame spren is attracted to fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the... It's still sentient to an extent. Like, it's just not sapient. Like, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's as smart as an animal. So, like. And let's be honest, the Alethi were kind of chum in the waters there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just generally very warlike culture, as it is. They're the brutes. And, yeah. Yeah. And during, like, the desolations, I'm sure, like, Odium was. It was probably Odium's favorite. Axe hound, just going <laughs> where he wanted. It's like you're yeah. gonna go at this battle. Be- I mean, who knows how active Odium could be in the Desolations? Probably, probably very. Probably active. very. Yeah, yeah. Probably very. Yeah. If he like shows up for like a battle <laughs> in person. Like... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're probably not gonna see that in the next book because he can't face Dalnar. So, nope. like. How uh, how much restrictions did he have when the Oath Pact was there and Honor was alive? Like that, you know, that it's yeah. not a sure thing, right? Mm. That's true. Like I- I'm sure, like Baido Mishram, like handled a lot of. Oh, the, she handled the it. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of of the Alethi, we have another quote from page one forty. I am convinced that Nergul is still active on Roshar. The accounts of the Alethi thrill of battle align too well with ancient records, including visions of red mist and dying creatures. That's... You, you can't get more plain than that. No, it's strange. Dalinar so. captured the thrill at the end of the book, guys. If you, yep. you didn't figure yep. it out. Like, it's not <laughs> on Maid. We imprison- he imprisoned it. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's... He's, like, the only one that really could have. Like, even setting aside, like, the fact that he's a bondsmith. Like, he, like, dealt with the thrill for decades. Like, he knows the thrill. The thrill knows him. Oh, that's actually a really good thing about Bai Demishram. I'm gonna... gonna, (laughs) We'll get to him eventually, Eric. (laughs) Thanks for that, uh... Thanks for that, Odium. Like, that made it a whole lot easier. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what... It very easily could have been that Dalnar became Odium's champion. Like, you were... Oh, I was this close. This close. So close. (laughs) It was really close. Like, you really believed it, and that's what made the triumph so good. Yeah. uh, But, like... If Cultivation hadn't intervened. Oh, for sure. 100%. Absolutely. Or, like, even if it was, like, maybe, like, three weeks before, like, Dalnar Mm -hmm. needed to grow (laughs) just enough to figure it out. Like... Yeah. If it didn't come back soon enough, then it it, it could have just happened. Because if but like if it happened too soon, Odium wouldn't have done that ploy. I'm sure he could. Well, he could just have you know like restored the memories to Dalinar. Like that well, probably wouldn't have been that too hard to. No, he's saying if the memory came back soon enough that Dalinar could become completely at peace with it. 
yeah, ODM couldn't oh, yeah. have like tried right. like what he did at the climax. Like, right. he wouldn't have thought that would have succeeded. Right, totally, totally. I, I was thinking like before that, like if it was like very soon, uh, yeah, after him remembering or not even remembering, ODM probably could have, you know, yeah. you know, this is what happened. Here's mm-hmm. here's what happened, and just re- restore that memory. So down our but had like to grow ODM just is a showman. Like he wanted it like at yeah. that moment. To like sure. completely crush um, Dalinar. It's a good. Pl- so, it, it's a good plan. Unlike yeah. many other terrible plans that have occurred in Stormlight Archive. Cough, yeah. <laughs> Sons of Honor, terrible plan. As <laughs> Just. But that also like perfectly fits cultivation. Like, yep, that's totally like something cultivation would do. Like, plan something out just so, so like no one could tell what she was doing, but like it still worked perfectly. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to Moloch, on page 143, Moloch is very similar to Nergal, though instead of inspiring a battle rage, he supposedly granted visions of the future. In this lore and theology align, seeing the future originates with with the unmade and is from the enemy. And then from page 144, Moloch was said to grant visions of the future at different times, but most commonly at the transition point between realms, when a soul was nearing the Tranquiline Halls. Yeah, and that one is interesting, because it kind of implies that it could be at other times as well. Mm-hmm. Which would be new. Yes. Yeah. We haven't seen that. But now that a desolation is afoot. Yeah. Yeah, more di- more direct control from Odium, like... Man, that would be that would be really weird if like other <laughs> intense emotions like snapping kind of thing just yeah. gives you a death rattle and s- that'd be weird. That would be. It would be. But like I'm... what other kind of points would it be for it to be that common? Mm. Hmm. Uh Well, transition point between realms, maybe when somebody's world hopping? Maybe. It could be. But we've there's a another quote about I think it's actually from the Yeah, it's from the diagram, which talks about Moliak uses the power of the soul breaking apart is what charges is kind of fuels the yeah. death rattle. Well so it sounds so like it, it could be like a particularly destructive moment, like maybe hmm. maybe not Kaladin, but something like happened to Kaladin to someone else maybe that could have done it too Mm, for a death rattle if it doesn't always occur at death or something Mm -hmm. I don't know but you know the diagramists they don't know everything no No. I'm surprised they learned so much about the unmade that doesn't (laughs) but sure cool cool Teravangian you can (laughs) but like death rattles are just fascinating and like how like the exact mechanism fascinates me i want to see more death rattles i really want to see more death rattles (laughs) i miss death rattles me too (laughs) but it's like the like soul breaking apart probably like there's like investor being released at that point it's probably very similar to like yelignar consuming the soul though it's more of like a passive event sure 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I when, when a soul breaks, like... it's easier for to get other stuff coming in. Yeah, because like Gelignar like breaks the soul and like consumes it, whereas like Moloch is just hanging around waiting for it to happen on its own time and just taking advantage of it. Yeah. Do you want to do this next one, Ben? Yeah, go on then. Uh, so page 170. Many cultures speak of the so-called death rattles that sometimes overtake people as they die. Tradition ascribes them to the Almighty, but I find too many of them seemingly prophetic. This will be the, my most contentious, contentious assertion, I am sure, but I think they are the effects of Moliak. Persisting in our current times, proof is easy to provide. The effect is regionalized and tends to move across Roshar. This is the roving of an unmade. And that's that. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but I think ooh, that's actually raised a good point. So we were talking about how uh, Nergoal kind of may be attracted to the Alethi because of their very warlike culture, and so you know that's why what attracted it. So what would attract Moliak? A lot of like, death. Maybe a lot of death. I mean, is around like a and after. Yeah. Yeah. But why? Well, I mean, why in... go into the Horn Eater Peaks because that's where yes, Moloch probably was going. because like that's where Odium wants it to go. Yes, okay, that's true. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. like I don't think we can like define like anything that's happening right now as normal. That that's certainly true. Yes, that is certainly like, true. But Protect you know why? The why perpendicularity. Was in... Yeah, why was it in Carbranth? Would is an interesting one to me. Is did it did. Taravangian attract it by, you know, setting up its hospitals of murdering people. Oh, maybe, maybe. possible. Maybe that is interesting. Hmm. But it, it's crazy to think that, like, this is like a known thing on Roshar. It's like scholars must have like studied the death rattles, and mm. like they still don't think like there's there's something weird here. <laughs> like really, like. This is kind of crazy. They're like, oh, this is just something well, that happens, you know. Scholars probably didn't study it in the way that Teravangian did to specifically trigger death rattles. So, sure. yeah, like, Teravangian <laughs> had a pretty good setup that most people would not want to do. Yes. Okay, so moving on to Eshertmarn yeah. from page 203 of Mythica. Eshertmarn, the heart of the revel, is the final of the three great mindless unmade. His gift to men is not prophecy or battle focus, but a lust for indulgence. Indeed, the great debauchery recorded from the court of Bayala in 480, which led to a dynastic collapse, might be attributable to the influence of Eshertmarn. So uh, yep. I assu I'm assuming the uh, you know the three great mindless unmade you know speaks about prophecy and battle focus that is clearly going to be Nergawal yep. and Moliak yep. on the yep. same level as Simran, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I always thought that Bayala was related to two Baila, and there there's some other nations in like kind of central Roshar that have that naming. Okay. Uh, yeah, I syntax. Say that's so reasonable. I that kind of have similar names so i think that's kind of what's going on there but yeah man ashertmarn's creepy in kolinar yes that was so creepy oh yeah i was surprised to see that in a sanderson book too that's yes that's true. <laughs> it was like just the weight of getting of shallan getting to the oath gate like just absurd yes power yeah like proper proper zinch kind of things going on there 
just all that kind of um all the excess just even more excessive it was great i really enjoyed it yeah it was that was so weird and creepy and i did not expect yeah. so many unmade in colonar right then. yes three of them like three of them yes. yeah but like brendan was once asked like if he would like ever like write any horror <laughs> and brendan was like if i do it'd probably be like the cosmic eldritchy horror and it's like yep yep yeah, that's what you we got yeah. you did it we got that like Good three job. times in it this was book. it was really creepy i think yeah. the thrill's like, the least that's creepy also of like them? the yeah yeah thrill's the least creepy but like this is also like the kind of horror i like yes because i don't really like horror <laughs> but like this is like the kind of thing like no i dig that, that that's cool it's like a, a sense of wrongness in mm -hmm. a place that's just yeah. like that that slow kind of terror. Mm. Yeah. Did you notice though as well that um Ashetman kind of had that very much give me your pain, give me your emotions that Odium had at the very end, where it was kind of like he seems it seems to also embody that aspect of Odium that he has where it's like, I want your emotions, give them to me, I feed off them yeah, in no, some way. Ab absolutely with uh mm -hmm. Ashertmarn. Yeah. What a name. Ashertmarn. Yeah. <laughs> The names are so weird. So weird. Oh my god. Guys. I yeah. am so excited to read <laughs> the Ba Edo Mishram stuff, which I have thought about many times <laughs> this month. Like, just thinking about how awesome Ba Edo Mishram is. Alright. Page 224. I find Ba Edo Mishram to be the most interesting of the unmade. She is said to have been keen of mind, a high princess among the enemy forces, their commander during some of the desolations. I do not know how this relates to the ancient god of the enemy named Odium. Well, we know <laughs> how, that, how that's related. It's not, uh, not Odium, yes. but a, a commander of the Voidbringers. I cannot imagine the fuse taking orders from something. So Baadamishram is clearly terrifying. I want to see yeah. Bodies yes. from on screen. Like, this is basically like Odium's terrifying little girl. Like, this is, like <laughs> his offspring. Like, like yes, his lieutenant, so to speak. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm just, I want. Oh, okay. Well, let me, let me just read page two twenty six. <laughs> there is very little information about Ba Edomishram in more modern times. I can only assume that she, unlike many of them, returned to damnation or was destroyed during. Ahar Risham. Ahar Tium. Ahar Risham. The last desolation. I don't know how to say that word. I don't even know how to spell that word. It's <laughs> Ahar Ahar Yetium. That's not a word. That's not a word. But as we know from the part three epigraphs, uh, what actually happened was not destroyed during the last desolation at all. No. But near the Recreants during the false desolation, uh, a team of well, what Ba'edomishram did was connected with the singers and somehow give them forms of power in Void Light. Yes, and that's connected Which, with a capital C. Yeah, it was capital C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And... She basically played the role of Odium. Yeah, of just with no fused. With no yeah. fused. And the Radiants were surprised by this, so that never happened before. So that was a new thing that Ba'edomishram developed. I don't... I'm kind of wondering were... how she even managed to figure out how to do that and why she couldn't do it before how if she there could were figure no it out later fused about 
how what was she providing void light to? Uh, I can only assume that some of the forms of power require void light. Uh, yeah. And maybe the the mm. method which these forms of power are being distributed require the void light to, to Could use. Could be, yeah. Uh, like, we we haven't really seen how void light is used, so it's no, really hard no. to say. Uh, but some of the songs in the song in the listener song of secrets like night form and decay form are yes. very terrifying so, smoke form and yes yeah they're really <laughs> weird so like envoy forms pretty mundane compared to me though very powerful <laughs> though very powerful yes. connecting and being able to speak with people that is a very powerful ability as uh down our showed because yes, it's the yes. same kind of spiritual connection thing but yeah so radiance they they were like oh there's this desolation. We need to end the war. The the Parsh, they keep attacking us. And yep. they had a strike team. And Malishi, the the only bondsmith of his generation, which yep. was referenced actually in book two, that he was like, I struck out from my tent. Uh, he struck out from his tent and vowed to destroy the Voidbringers, which was related to his yep. specific ability. And we get to see yep. what that was. Yes. And they... They did it, but uh, there was a problem. <laughs> There's a so sli- tiny problem. T- tiny problem uh, when Baidemishram was connected to all the singers. Yeah. Well, except for one group. Except yeah. one group. <laughs> uh, but, yep, turned them all into parchment, stole connection, stole identity. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all gone. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. then, like, she was captured into this, um, the gem, the perfect gem. Like yeah, presumably all the things like she was connected to yes. ripped. She had was ripped out of the parchment, and it took a little bit too much. Mm. Do you reckon she's still trapped? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She would I... absolutely be playing a role if she was around. Yeah. I so. Uh, she must David, be furious. <laughs> David, wind windrunner. David, he yeah. thinks that Ba Edomishram's prison is under Kolinar. He's not here today, okay. but I wanted to lay that theory out because he thinks that that's how Gavilar got void light in the sphere. Uh, okay, that's Bahadimishram provides reasonable. void light. We definitely mm-hmm. know that. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. And so maybe that's what uh, they're digging for is Bahadimishram's mm-hmm. prison. Uh, but be. I, I just want to see Bahadimishram get freed, being awesome and terrifying That's yes what I want yeah i, I want to see that i want to see the commander of the void bringers yeah i can almost guarantee now that odium himself cannot turn up to battles i can almost guarantee he's going to be like right i need a i need bam and i need them very quickly and i need them to turn up and lead these battles yeah yeah well also I there's just probably can't... a lot of battles so yeah yeah like we her being freed is absolutely going to happen on screen like if it yes. doesn't happen on screen, like, I will be furious with Brandon. <laughs> but, like, I just can't wait to, like, read that. You, you know what I've thought? I've thought that maybe <laughs> Ba Edomishram... I've thought about her a lot. <laughs> okay? Uh, I envision the scene going like this. Where th- they're fighting some enemy. Maybe she looks like a singer. Maybe she appears like a human. But the people don't know. And she's just being awesome. And then... And people are like, who are you? And then she just says, I'm Baadamishram. And anyone who's who's reading stuff realizes like, oh, that's really <laughs> bad. Like way worse than I initially expected. 
that's what I want. Like I, I yeah. always like one of like my like things I want to happen like further down is like for like there to be a grand summit of like the like alliance like but it happened in Shadesmar so like all of like the Spren can like be around like representatives from the Spren kingdoms and stuff can be part <laughs> of this and it's like what if like she just like shows up there it's like <laughs> yo you're all going to die <laughs> but like she doesn't actually do anything she's just like she's just there and like her like mere presence is intimidating and yeah because like she doesn't need to do anything who like this is the short version we don't actually know the full extent of her abilities mm. if and i mean if she commanded during desolations the fused respect her the fused don't respect anything no at no. all nothing well, so, again, points to I'm maybe scared. a, a, a like, singer uh right origin right exactly mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah maybe like the first fused before odium figured out how to do it properly or something i don't know maybe maybe <laughs> um, if, if like, she was a singer yeah but like by the like if there's only one unmade on the level of like the Stormfather, like Baidumishram is that spread. Yeah. Or would that be, unmade. Yeah. Like she's up there. She's at the top of the list. Yeah. High Princess. High <laughs> Princess Baidumishram. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna abandon the city when Baidumishram gets there. <laughs> for sure. I'm I'm just gonna jump into the ocean. I'll just yeah. drown instead. That sounds like a better plan. I don't do that. There's yes. giant enemy crabs in the ocean. It's better than Bodhmishra. <laughs> she will wreck your she will wreck yeah. your crap. <laughs> so moving on to Kimorish. Chemorish? Um, Chemorish? It's like chemo Kimorish. <laughs> I, I've been saying Kemorish because Kemorish. Yeah, alright. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm down with that, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. All these print names are weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, from page 231 of Mythica, uh, Kimorish, the Dust Mother, has some of the most varied lore surrounding her. The wealth of it makes sorting lies from truth extremely difficult. I do believe she is not the Night Watcher, contrary to what some stories claim. She's absolutely not the clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly definitely not. not what a like, curious comparison though i wonder where that came from well so the people of bavland which are kind of near ish that, that's central roshar they yeah. swear by the dust mother that's the only time that's appeared yes thus far oh, yeah uh yeah. and so well, bavland like, is in like yakaved yeah not quite central more central than yakaved it's more it's, it's west yeah. of yakaved isn't it yeah, it's it's like southwest Yakovet. Yeah. And that, that Dust Mother okay, as well. Yeah, is all right, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that that's dust... not really that far. It's in like the same, it's connected to the same mountain range that's connected mm -hmm. with the valley. But I mean. Yeah. It's certainly interesting. I wonder if she's been hanging out in Bavland. Because we didn't, we don't hear anything about really what she does at all. What her abilities. Nothing what her, at all. Nothing no. at all. I would like to make a, a, an observation I found, which was she's called the Dust Mother, and you know we obviously have the Dustbringers, and yeah. her name is Chimorish, and the Herald of the Dustbringers is Chanarak, 
And so there's a oh, little bit of a similarity yeah. there. And I'm kind hmm. of like... I know a lot of people really like their comparisons between the Unmade and the Heralds, and some people think that they are linked, but I think this is by far the strongest link between Heralds and Unmade we've had so far. I was... I w- yeah. Uh, I was maybe thinking that maybe the Dustbringers don't like being called Dustbringers because of uh, the Dust Mother. Ooh, maybe. It being related to the Unmade, and maybe could be having similar surges, but I mean, the Unmade and surges hey. aren't one-to-one. Hey, guys. You know. Do you think the Heralds were the first people to bond Spren? No, because they didn't bond Spren. <laughs> they may have done, but then and then not bothered to continue. I don't know. Well, because like Spren started bonding people in direct imitation of the Honor Blades. That's a good point. So, yeah. like, True. no. That was almost a good idea. Almost. You're nearly there. Almost. <laughs> I mean... I'm sure the Heralds did a great many things over time. They yeah, had lots probably. of time. They had more than 4,500 4, years. At least yes. 6,000 years, for sure. Yeah. Well, when they weren't being tortured to death, then... Well, yeah. yeah that's just... <laughs> tortured I mean, to undeath? They, they had a good bond with their torturers, uh, all the Fused. They, they yeah. really had a rapport. They're the all buddy-buddy now. They wanted to yeah. really destroy them, and the Heralds would not allow that. Yeah, a good report. <laughs> so, like, we like know nothing about Kimorish, basically. Yeah, nothing. there's Absolutely really not much nothing. to say. It's it's that it's that. It's basically we know the name, we know the t- side title, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, I I guess there's a lot of different lore, but uh, we I would sure like to know about that, Hesse. <laughs> sure mm. would love to know more about that <laughs> lore. Or maybe but this like, is Brandon saying, I haven't fully world built this, so, you know, we'll just leave it. I did see um, someone like... point out as well um, on the Discord, I can't remember, I cannot remember the life of me who it was, who pointed out that it seems that the female unmade are the ones that are more individuals, and the male unmade are the ones that seem to be the kind of the emotions or the mindless ones. So the fact that she's the dust mother might imply that she's an individual. I, I figure, like, she's, like, middle tier. Yeah. Well, like I, I think we we see the three great mindless unmade. Yeah, and then like we know like, um, Yelignar, Bidomishram, Strana sure. are probably like sapient. Like they're yeah. like the top three. Kimorish, so Refresh of Fear, and probably Dikarnarthus are like probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, more aware than the bottom three, but not as sapient as the top three. Yes, you know, you know, Ben. It's very yeah. interesting to hear that because I was just thinking about the difference between the Spren where Yasna in, you know, book two yeah. opens it talking about the categorization of Spren and how some are more uh, related to ideals and some are more related to emotions. And yes. that was um, kind nature of nature and emotions. Yeah, na- yeah. Nature and emotion. Right. Uh, and that was an honor cultivation split. And so I, I always kind of interpreted that like the nature ones are less sapient. But, may- yeah. but the unmade, maybe the female ones are more sapient. Maybe. Like a well, kind like of reverse Yelling cultivation Nara's male, so. Well, yeah. I, no, I that's know it's true, yeah. the one, but yeah. we don't know anything like, about also, where like, these come from. To be fair, we don't know that. Cultivation that are sapient. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. We're not, we don't know if definitely that Yelignar is completely, you know, sapient. We just kind of see him hanging out. He's definitely an individual, 
But we don't know whether he is mindless, and a mindless individual who just does what Odium says, whether he's on that kind of mm. Reshafir level of they have some kind of motions and kind of know what they're doing, but aren't fully there, like Sia, who is definitely fully right, cognizant. Right, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. So, speaking of Reshafir, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> on page 250 of Mythica, Reshafir the Midnight Mother is another unmade who appears to have been destroyed at a Haritium. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and appears then, to have been. Yeah, appears to have been. They don't know. They don't know any of these things. Mm-hmm. I, I I was thinking, though, about the recreants. Like, no one would know actually why the recreants occurred because the thing that, you know, makes the radiance leave their blades, massive destruction after that huge yeah. chaos like the world hadn't seen since the last desolation really yeah mm-hmm. no one would know no yeah. one would know that the singers were lobotomized by the radiance yeah. yeah but you know speaking of reshafir and her imprisonment when did yes. that happen i mean I it's got to feel... be pre-recreants i've but... said this before that I feel like she said that she thought she was the only one trapped and that she felt isolation and loneliness as the other unmade escaped while she was trapped. So I think she was the first to be trapped. And so before any of the others, so this would definitely be prerequisites if that's when Bard and Mistrum was uh, trapped. So, but, and also we hear about the Midnight Essences being released during a desolation from the Radiant during the flashback. So it seems that mm-hmm. she may have been trapped and then released multiple times during the actual desolations. Well, maybe, maybe. the Reshafir could like give some Midnight Essence to a singer or something to release. Like We don't really know the mechanics of how no. she actually worked. And, like Because it seemed like it was mysterious from that flashback. It's like, Wow, someone released Midnight Essence. I don't know. Like, yeah. what do you mean you don't know? It's the <laughs> But, like, mm-hmm. clearly that's not the case that, like, yeah. some random other singer could just do that because the singers were obviously pervasive. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So, it, the whole, like, timeline of, like, the closing of Urethiru and, like, the capturing of Meshafir and Baidomisham, like, is really murky to me. It's it feels very like, soon. It, they're very near. Yeah, events. like they're very close together. But like, what was the blow by blow? Because like, my inclination would be to say like, Weshafir shows up in Earth Hero. Everybody freaks out. They capture her, and then like they like abandon Earth Hero and then capture by Domishram. Yeah. But like the epigraphs from like last week, it seems like. By Mishram, like they were not sure if like they could even capture an unmade. Yeah, right. So... It, like, yeah, I I'm just hmm. pulling up the quote right now. Uh, the epigraph uh seventy nine in Oathbringer says, "Our revelation is fueled by the theory that the unmade can perhaps be captured like an ordinary spren. It would require a special prison and Malishi." Yes, and mm-hmm. so they're talking about the oh. strike team against. By yes. Mishram there, so because like, that's where Milishi was about. But yeah, like how close did these two imprisonments happen? Like I guess pretty close together. Yeah, they must have been. Yeah, slightly mm-hmm. before, but right now in this this gems, they they clearly haven't captured Rishafir. 
Yeah. I guess, right? This is like one thing like I want Brandon just like explain. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like I don't see how like how he could like deal with this in the book at a that's not totally info dumpy, so just like yeah. just tell us. Well, without Because <laughs> then on top of that, mm-hmm. while all this stuff is also happening, we have the city shutting down, we have the sibling acting yeah. weird. Yeah. And, like what in the world was going on? Like and I then feel Anna honestly, died at feel some point. Really, <laughs> I feel really yeah. bad for these last generation of radiance who yeah. are just everything is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like Pretty much. three generations before, like a thousand years after the, uh, the last desolation, eh, we're, we're doing <laughs> easy wars against some singers who are being uppity with, you know, the whole <laughs> us invading their homeland thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But we, I don't think we've, we have not finished talking about the recreants. Like we have oh. the, the cause, but the whole stuff with the last radiance, clearly there is a lot going on yeah. that you have no mm-hmm. idea about. We have one more bit about Rishafir from page 252. The Midnight Mother created monsters of shadow and oil, dark imitations of creatures she saw or consumed. Their description matches no spread I can find in modern literature. That is indeed what she does. Yes, yes. we saw that pretty Fun much. Fun fact, oh? if you go read Aether of Night... The midnight essences show up there, and Brandon stole it from that book and put it in here. <laughs> that is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's oh, and if if you didn't know, guys, uh, Rishafir was mentioned yeah in one of the death rattles in Way of Kings. So mm-hmm. it's it's oh, not a she... new thing. Oh. If yeah, yeah, she was mentioned as uh yeah we we had a copper mine article yeah. on her for a long time. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe one of the unmade had dark <laughs> imitations. Okay, probably midnight essence because yeah. it's midnight and midnight. So I guess yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. never expected to just see it in part one of Oath. Yeah. Like oh, we're just, just straight up straight conversation. Now. Yeah, like uh, well, that thing mentioned one time in an epigraph of all things. Yep, we're just doing yeah. this right now. Okay, I guess that that's uh, that's Oathbringer in a nutshell. Yeah, we're just doing this. Yeah, we're yeah. answering this right now. Yeah, we're just very doing it right short, now. very short digression. It was amazing at Thanksgiving because my mom, <laughs> my brother, and my stepsister's husband are all reading Oathbringer right now. And my brother, <laughs> like, after like Thanksgiving dinner, was like, "I got to the end of part two and I'm like, "Uh huh, yeah, it was pretty crazy." Like, <laughs> hey, you were apparently doing this right now. I'm like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're 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 they were all reading it, but but uh, the the other two they haven't gotten through part two yet. But nah. I expect some text messages from them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just like we're just doing this now. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're just doing this right now. Oh, before we move on from Reshafir, you know how we were talking about how great the names are for the unmade. Yeah, I, it it's clearly just a play on the word reshaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, we're like, oh, how how very clever, ish. Clever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now when you say it, now it just sounds dumb. But <laughs> but I mean, maybe Brandon's like, let's let's put together syllables in weird ways to yeah. sound weird. But then Brandon's like, oh, it kind of is like reshaper. Yeah, all right, that kind yeah, of fits. All we'll right, just do cool. that. We'll just do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you now want to do the last we move... one, Ben? Yeah, oh, we'll do the. Yep. 
Um, so on page 266 we have, It will not take a careful reader to ascertain I have listed only eight of the unmade here. Law is confident there were nine, an unholy number, asymmetrical, and often associated with the enemy. On page Again on page 266 continues, I am certain there are nine unmade. There are many legends and names that I could have misinterpreted, conflating two unmade into one. In the next section, I will discuss my theories on this. And then the next section is on is uh, on page 307. Where we Which have... is way later than 266. Yeah, 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 it's a really yeah. big Thank section. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> like... If I'm correct and my research is true, then the question remains, who is the ninth unmade? Is it truly Diagonathis? If so, could their actions have actually caused the complete destruction of Amia? And what a, what a epigraph that one is! <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, what? we've been hearing about the scoring of Amia since book one. Yes. Dalinar knew of it. Pretty yes. contemporary. Mm -hmm. I, like, it's, it does I seem like, to me, it was... Yeah. It's contemporary. Like, we did, like, start, like, dipping our toes into that with the the Kaza interlude, yes, where yeah. like, the the soulcaster who goes yeah. there, because the soulcaster fabrials are from Amia, yes, which we found out in this book, which is crazy. Yeah, but, like, what does like, that mean? Amia <laughs> is like is cut off, like all life on that island was like scoured, destroyed, yeah, and it's actively protected by the sleepless. Yes, and it's it's such so what odd because there. It's, I think, um, a comment from Navani during Words of Radiance, I cannot remember the exact quote, made it did sound like it was almost within lifetimes of, you know, like, the current cast, like, their grandparents were kind of... It was, yeah, it, I, it, it very, very, very recent. within 100 years, no more than 300, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, where I'd say it. I would say it's it's li within living memory or just yeah. outside it. Yeah. yeah. Like, when did the ceiling occur? God. We gotta think about this, and we gotta do a podcast <laughs> just spitballing stuff. Because, like, what yes. is going on? I have absolutely no idea. But we'll just have a podcast where we all throw out random ideas. <laughs> I mean, and like, we gotta milk Oathbringer for a good four years, okay, or at least two for lost metal. So we we're, we're gonna we got some mm -hmm. stuff to do. And what does Digarn Arthas do if it like completely destroyed all life on Amy? Yes, and uh, more... the title that is given to Dikonathis sometimes is the Black Fisher. That's right. And so that makes me feel like hooks are involved somehow. And maybe, because I, I can't think what else could be fishery. Weren't hooks described <laughs> with torturing heralds? Yes, they were. Yeah, right? Hmm. And so I mm -hmm. wonder if it's kind of a hunting kind of... I don't know. Something along those lines. The um, thing that gets me... Is why yeah. is Brandon being so weird about Diagonarthus? That is obviously <laughs> because he can. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. The unmade but that calls itself Diagonarthus. right? You can just say basically nothing. Kamorish, <laughs> the Dust Mother. We don't. Eh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Hesse. Uh, but Diagonarthus is being particularly weird, which yes, that must mean something. Hesse throws up its status as a unmade kind of up into the air. Like, is it, is it an unmade? Um, yeah. I do think, I do believe it is because... I mean, we have a death rattle, so I'm pretty... We, we have a death rattle, and we also have um, Yezrian, when Dalinar was off having a drink with him, uh, Yezrian did ask, oh, 
has the black fisher got you and then you know proceeded to list off a couple of other oh unmade. i totally yeah. forgot that <laughs> I, I really need to reread that now that uh we will not be hearing from yesri yeah no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, that and was just so, in prologue of Words of Radiance, right? Yeah. Oh no, this is when uh, this is the Dalinar flashback when Dalinar oh, goes to the Oh yeah, right, right, yes. right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah so if if Yezrian knows, it's clearly an yeah. unmade. But yeah, that's what I'm why why is it so weird? I don't understand. Yeah. There's um oh there's also the other death rattle the, the death rattle that as the Blackfish of Diganathis in to say the whole let uh, let me have uh, take my pain take my sorrows take my oh, you know. Oh. Almost seems Sounds to be begging. Sounds like we can go to the copper mine. Yeah. To get the well, there is there is one that you posted in here as well, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Let me no longer hurt. This let me is no the one, longer yes. weep. Diagonarthus, the black fisher, holds my sorrow and consumes it. Yes. Well, that sounds an awful lot like odium. That <laughs> it really, so really many does. things really <laughs> does like stealing emotions. Hmm. I wonder, wonder if this what is that's about. I wonder if they somehow the unmade feed off emotions somehow. Like, well, some probably do with like the well, yeah. like, and stuff. Spren, right? like normal spren feed off. Of True, they're like, attracted. Yeah. To... yeah, and not to mention they are of odium. Odium identifies as passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're like infused with a ridiculous, if you were a spren, yeah, sapient spren infused with a ridiculous amount of odious investiture, <laughs> yeah, you probably find emotion to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting because, like with Jeanat, we don't really get that. No, not at but all. Others we definitely get. And it seems it with... might be these the middle class spren or the middle to lower class spren that have this kind of "give me your emotions" thing. Well, we so... I mean we don't we don't know. Yeah. We, despite how much unmade we saw, <laughs> yeah. which was still a basically lo- nothing ridiculous amount. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't really know anything about them. We know yeah. what they do and that they are scary. Yes. And yeah. about specific ones. How they came to be, what they're actually doing. Uh who knows? I, <laughs> like, like with Baidamishram, that's like really important. But Diagonarthus, it's important that it's mysterious. Like if you're thinking yes. from Brandon as a writer. Are we going to have some horrible plot reveal that's like going to blow our minds of something with Diagonarthus? With yeah, Amia, maybe. I guess. Probably. I mean, probably. If it's, I mean, it was connected with the genocide of an entire continent on Roshar. So... Continent is excessive, but I... it is an island. Okay, okay. <laughs> a subcontinent, maybe. Subcontinent. It was, it's, it's, it's a it's big the New island. Z- it's the New Zealand of Roshar, you know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Where are the hobbits? Yeah. Diagonarthus <laughs> is there to kill hobbits, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> They're hiding in the or undersea sheep. tunnels. Or sheep, yes, both. Yeah. both. The black fisher puts those hooks into the sheep to get the wool. Yes. For Shadesmar, for the Void Spren and Shadesmar. Yeah. Nailed it. That's the theory. I'll make a forum post. Yeah. <laughs> I found one other thing that this this one's a stretch that might connect Diagonathus with something. We're given okay. the names of two of the two thunderclasts at Thalen City, and one of them is called Kai Garnis, with the dash after Kai. So yeah, that's true. Like I saw that so it... because we just made a wiki article on that today. <laughs> there yes. you go. And so <laughs> I'm wondering, 
whatever the origin of that Thunderclass, because the Thunderclasts are a whole other thing. Um, but if the origin of that Thunderclass, why is it named similar to Daigon Arthas? Are they connected in origin somehow? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Digonarthus, giant thunderclass. Yeah. <laughs> or is um, like Digonarthus not even un unmade? Like read. Yeah. Because he Brennan has done a lot of like, oh, here's this thing. There, it's so much in doubt. But like, nope, it's totally what it looks like. Yeah. A man Tom. named Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so it's man like, what if like this Tom. is like him subverting that? It's just like, oh yeah, like this is totally probably an unmade. And then he's going to say, and it turns out it's actually not. Unmade. Then what would the ninth and I have Fair. no clue, but Stick. So weird. Over I have faith in Brandon <laughs> to make it awesome. I mean, I assume may maybe what this means. Here here's writer uh brain going through here, right? We learn more about Badamisha because we're gonna see her really soon. Right? Yes. Right, Brandon? <laughs> Whereas Diagonarthus, we're not going to see yeah. him very soon. Right? Oh, okay, sense. though, but knowing Brandon, he's probably going to flip this. Like, we're probably yes. going to open <laughs> chapter one four with Diagonarthus. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Like, no, we're going to have the exact scene that Ian described where it's going to be like a sprint gathering, and one of them, like, some woman's going to turn up, and everyone's going to be like, oh, it's Barry to Mistrum. And then she's like, I'm Diagonarthus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You never know. That was my theory, not Ian's. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Also, we mentioned earlier about some of these things, like the unmade, having been multiple things at some point. What if that's the case with Diagonarthus, and that's why it seems like there's more than one, like there's more than nine unmade. It's just that they're ah. catching the early lore before they were merged, basically. There's yeah. gotta be something there's really also, weird with the hyphenation. Uh, on the Shadesmar map that we get uh -huh. in this book, there is one of the cities. It's Spren Fishing is outlawed here. What is Spren Fishing? Mm. Does Dygonarthus have anything to do with that? <laughs> Especially for the ah, sheep. Imin is hooks. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. If, if anybody's going to a signing and you haven't thought of a question to ask yet, why don't you ask what spren fishing is? Oh boy, would you look at that? I've got one coming right up. <laughs> this, this, this podcast is in the future after that signing occurred, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's true. But yeah, I totally remember asking that. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question, though, because it's you, you got to ask the questions. Pro tip, guys, you got to ask the questions that aren't like super raffo bait because the raffo bait ones are just raffo. Yeah. You got to be yeah. clever. Make it seem like it's reasonable and not important to answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> get as close to the raffo line as you can get without crossing <laughs> yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> and be specific. You got to yes. be specific too. Be but specific. like, what is spren fishing? That seems <laughs> also, like, so give innocuous. Context. Yeah. Give context, because Brandon doesn't remember everything. Yeah. And he doesn't know, like, what the fandom is talking about sometimes. Uh, I don't know. He, he, well, some things, certainly. But other things he definitely remembers. He'd probably know what Spren Fishing yeah. is if it's probably. put on a map. This is probably not one of those Isaac things where it's like, I'm doing a map and I'm drawing something cool. Brandon, what do you think? Oh, it looks good. Yeah. That's sometimes what happens. With uh, I like this thing about Spren Fishing. <laughs> Quick, 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 quick aside note here, Eric. When you had your book 
you had a book signed by Brandon and you asked for the intent of a shard and Brandon trolled you. Didn't he write passion? <laughs> That's that that is true. He did do that. <gasps> I think No, he oh, did. Wow. <laughs> I think yeah. No, well actually actually no, that wasn't Brandon. That was Josh. That doesn't that mean anything. Josh. But Josh wrote it on Brandon's instructions. Ah. <laughs> I, I Josh writes a lot of weird things. But then, then yeah, I, I'll have to find that book. But that that is certainly true. I that's not. Yeah. But like, if, <laughs> that's if any fan knew that, like, I think Brand, I think Josh. I remember Josh telling me about this because I was. I didn't see that it was a giant troll and that the actual answer <laughs> was later in the book because it was like just randomly in the middle of a book. And Josh is like, no, I, I think Passion would be a really great shard name. I don't think he actually knew that, that oh. we already have that with Odium. <laughs> I don't think he did that because I think this was like Alloy. It was, it was quite a few years yeah, ago. Wow, that's a while ago. I, I yeah. would, I, I'm, now I'm just imagining Brandon, though, like seeing what Josh wrote. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah passion yeah that's definitely a different shard <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, the, uh, it sounds like it's like that word from the uh from the earthbringer signing where someone asked what uh hoyd's favorite spren is and he said uh cryptic <laughs> well he said pattern <laughs> yeah he said, Sorry, pattern. he said patterns yeah, <laughs> yeah he said patterns <laughs> that that was pretty great but yeah. uh yeah no that that's where we learned about the survival shard which while we're on this tangent, guys, do not yes. call that shard survival. With call a it survival shard. It is not named survival. Definitely not. Or just call it wisdom, because that's totally what it is. No, it's not. You're just making that up. Just like every shard's a dragon, Ian. We know we know your I know. biases. I still think I have theory. theories about this. The survival shard is wisdom. What did you think it was, Carrie? It's like I still yeah. think it's purity. Eh. That makes sense, actually. Well, there is something unity, guys. (laughs) Unity, yeah. (laughs) There's going to be two shards named Unity, but I I don't know. Just if you list the shards and you list survival with it, you're wrong. You should like preface it to make sure it says (laughs) something else. And that's why I've always called it the survival shard, and that because it's it's tangentially related, but is not the name. And never capitalize the shard wants to hide and survive. We're yeah. really passionate about this, you guys. <laughs> Don't get me started on the capitalization of intent. Ah! Rage. No, it's it's the shard that calls itself survival. No, no, it isn't. The, the shard formerly known as survival. No, none of this is true. I hate all of you. You're all banned. It's making a prince reference. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know lyrics. I don't... It's... I, even not I lyric, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> Hashtag Kaswanoa. I don't know these things. Wow, you so, guys are right. Eric I, does make I, big mistakes sometimes. I think that's a sign that we're pretty much we're, we're pretty much talked out for when the we moment. We start talking about Prince. You can follow us on, of course, uh, 17thshard.com, on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter, all at their various URLs, slash 17thshard. And YouTube. And YouTube. And YouTube. (laughs) Sub on YouTube. You you can reach us at, uh, individually on Twitter as well. I've put our Twitter handles up on the screen. And, or on the, um, on the episode article and 
yeah, that's it. Tune in next time where we talk about the Harmony Only Knows What. Uh, I think... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Actually, we we, we, we should figure probably it out. talk about. It. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that real quick after this. Uh, yeah. So bye. 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 Call.